0: I see it as absolutely fantastic handmade original art. The facial expressions, the designs of the pipes, the way that the bongs are brought into the picture by giving your personality some life. See, you can elevate your personal experience at HighEndPottery.com. High, H-I-EndPottery.com. All high-end products are one-of-a-kind functional art pieces. Two-hitters, pipes, bongs and bubbles, wake and bakes. HighEndPottery.com. Don't forget that dash now, all right? You must be 21 to purchase. Also, don't forget, let them know that we talked about this. Say, Arrow told me about this, and they're going to take care of the shipping and handling. High-EndPottery.com. Hey, it's Arrow, and this is Play It Forward. A look at the unexpected changes endured by the entertainers, writers, camera people, and all others affected, but not infected, by the global invasion of the coronavirus. These are real people. Real stories, the struggle to play it forward. Episode number 115, legendary alternative rockers Candlebox has released a brand new song titled, Let Me Down Easy. It's the very first glimpse of new material since their 2016 release, Disappearing in Airports. According to lead singer Kevin Martin, the new song is a reflection of the everyday world. He says, we're all sinners, ain't a saint among us, and you can only hope that when your time comes, it's not a struggle and that maybe you'll be lucky enough to be forgiven. The track was co-written by Peter Cornell, the brother of Chris Cornell of Soundgarden and Audioslave. The new music will be featured on Candlebox's recently completed new full-length and currently untitled album. The band's main priority right now is the health and safety of family, friends, and fans. We are Unplugged and Totally Uncut with Kevin Martin. Kevin, congratulations on this song, Let Me Down Easy. This has got to be one of the most in-depth songs that I have listened to over and over and over again. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. To bring a song like this to life—is this one of those moments where you know they, they they always say I waited a lifetime to get to this?
1: Well, I don't know about that. Um, you know, I, it's a—it uh, was a, its a—it's a happy accident. You know, I, I ran into Pete uh, Cornell two years ago. We hadn't seen one another in a long time. I'd always been a fan of his writing. Um, I told him I was writing a record and I was looking for some swampy, bluesy stuff and i and uh you know and, and i had loved everything that he'd ever done with any of the bands he had back in the 90s so he said let me see what i got and a couple of days later he sent me this song on acoustic and it had the same energy and the same attitude that it has right now and i was like i knew I knew exactly what I wanted to do with this song, and um, when I sent him the pre-production version, he's like, "That's exactly where it needs to go. Don't don't change anything." And and uh, and that was it. So, I guess you know, maybe I've waited a lifetime to write with Pete, but um, it's kind of a song that I knew I always wanted to write, and I was just so happy that he sent me something that was really that lended itself to exactly what I what I was able to do with it lyrically and, and melodically.
0: Well, it, it's such a great story piece because I mean, so many people are going to get different uh, interpretations and stuff like that. But there, there just seems to be a, a, a part of this song that says it's okay. It's okay. We're we're going to walk forward, and th- and this song is going to be there as as part of a soundtrack of our life. Thanks,
1: <laughs> man. Thank you very much. Well, you know, I was I was a little bit more. Um, I guess pessimistic about the um, the the attitude of the song, but I like your optimism.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's I'm I'm hearing something in it, and that's and that's why I'm afraid to ask what what you know what the song is about because I because I, I don't want you to think I'm crazy, but I I feel like that it's it's like we're 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 all being challenged, but but don't don't judge. Let's just all get along with each other and let's move forward.
1: Yeah, I mean what what I'm really what I'm really talking about. You know, the inspiration behind this song was you know the, the great blues artists. Uh, of Of you know the the twentieth uh, century the Robert Johnsons and the um the Willie Dixons and whatnot that kind of inspired the the swampy vibe of the blues that I love, you know what what I really love about the blues and and what it what it brings to, to you know what it peaks in my ears um, so I, I i really um I really kind of wanted the song to have that same crossroads vibe that um that Robert Johnson uh, had given me when I was a young kid and fell in love with the blues so um, it is that kind of, you know, I sold my soul to the devil. I know I'm not a, I'm not a saint. I am a sinner. We're all sinners. And, um, you know, when, it, when my time comes, I hope that it doesn't, uh, it's not painful. I hope that I'm, I'm allowed to, to um, uh, be remorseful and repent for those that I've hurt and the sins that I have committed. And that's kind of what the concept behind the song is.
0: One of the, one of the things that's so cool about this is that you did team up with 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 Pete. And and I I just love that during these times because it's like the music world is proving to the rest of the world we're all we're all together on this guys and we can all create together. So collaborations have always just have been just top on my list.
1: Yeah, I I love them too. They're uh they're a lot of fun. I have really enjoyed um working with Pete, Pete uh, people like Pete, you know, we we did that um that uh song um Buffalo Springfield um individually between artists and and it kind of opened my eyes up to really the talent that musicians have um it really needs to be shared with one another as musicians i think it's really interesting when um band guys be like well i don't write with anybody else i write my own stuff i mean you don't know what you're missing when you don't write with somebody else and you know pete's influence on me as a a songwriter happened when i was very young and i was 18 years old when i saw his first band back in seattle and and i really loved what he did i didn't know that he was pete uh he was chris's older brother so for me um you know uh i was just like god this guy's you know there's so much talent in seattle i love what he was doing and so it was great for me to be to be able to have this opportunity to write with him and and um and share in this uh Sharing the song.
0: Don't you think that fans of music are also seeing a different side of the music industry in the way that, that you are uniting together and you're creating this unheard of music. Whereas if it were sports or anything like that, we they're all going, Oh, you guys are disconnected. But I'm not hearing any fan of music saying you are disconnected. They're actually saying, No, we are connected.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with you on that 100%.
0: The importance of the song and the album. I mean, we want that album, but I, I totally get what you know why you guys are holding off a little bit longer, but is, do we really have to wait till the tour next year? Yeah, I mean, it's
1: really just because the the industry right now, you know, I mean, of course you know what's going on with venues being closed and, um, you know, until there's a vaccine promoters and venues can't get insurance, bands can't get insurance to tour, um, you know, it's it, The whole thing is just kind of a mess so i can't release a record especially with no distribution right now sony red um i think they're they're pretty much focused on their you know their a game rather than their b and their c game um so that's why bands like myself and you know whoever else is signed to you know a label like pavement which is an independent label uh we have to wait to release these records because we just don't have you know we're not on the radar with with those distribution companies and and of course, we all have to tour on this stuff. I mean, bands like Cedar and Candlebox and Papa Roach, and you know, um, you know, uh, they're pretty reckless and whatnot. We—that's what our lives are. We're touring bands, and and, um, and, and you know, it's. For us to put a record out without being able to, to you know, to, to go out there and play on it, our, our fans will lose interest immediately.
0: Well, you're absolutely right about that. You know, yesterday I was I was listening to Bill O'Reilly and he was saying that 95% of all music today is streaming, and that man got in on his soapbox and said, "You need to go see these bands live. They deserve to have every bit of what you've got in your pocket because the streaming isn't giving you know what the music industry used to do."
1: No, it's not, and and we we rely on touring. You know, um, people laugh at ticket prices and stuff. I mean, I I, I guess people get upset when they pay twenty five dollars for a candlebox ticket, but they'll pay three hundred and forty six bucks to see Metallica at a drive in theater, which I think is really interesting. So, um, <laughs> it is, you know, it is what it is. But, um, you know, we we do have to we do have to play these shows in order to pay our rent. You know, and that's that's really the. The, the, the biggest element of of our lives is is what we do on the road really pays all our bills
0: so what what is it doing to you as the the writer, the producer, the creator that the one that's going to be up on that stage when they come up with these rules that you know you're only going to see pockets of people out there I mean I mean I realize you know a crowd is a crowd, but you're used to seeing whoa huge p- people together <laughs>
1: Well, I just toured Europe last year, and I only played to fifty and sixty people a night, which was <laughs> awesome. So, um, no, I'm. I'm. Listen, I, you know, I'm grateful for whoever's there. I don't. It doesn't. It doesn't matter to me. You know, I've never been. Um, I've never been an artist that got into this to you know, with the hopes that I would be. You know, uh, the Beatles or something like that. I, I got into music because it's all I knew, and and I was lucky enough to have people uh, love the records that I made and and still want to see me do this thirty years later so for me all I'm looking forward to is getting out there and playing you know I I haven't played a show since February I haven't been home this long in I don't know how long um I even even when I was home for what would have been you know four months at a time I still went out and I played two or three shows um so uh I'm I'm not apparently not doing anything until let, early next spring uh or summer and and so i've I'm, I'm having to adjust and i'm having to adjust to to my livelihood and and uh and and also being a father and, and a husband and uh being at home and and being responsible for that you know that's you know that's another thing uh as well on, on that uh, that i'm i'm you know having to take in so i guess i'm I'm doing the best I can, uh, but I, I really do want to get out there and play shows, and whether it's to you know, 30 people spread out over a club that holds 1,000 or, or, or 300 people in a venue that holds 10,000, I don't care. I just want to get out there and play.
0: My wife is a first-grade teacher, and you, you with having children and things like that, she always talks about how she has more respect for parents right now because you guys are the teachers face-to-face with the kids.
1: Oh, no, I'm doing these interviews right now about the single my son's, you know, <laughs> on the computer taking, uh, you know, doing a Zoom class. So, uh, yeah, it's it's difficult, man. But I, I tell you what, teachers do not get paid enough. And uh, if we learn anything from this is that I think we need to you know, start a coalition for the teachers union and make sure that they kind of get some sort of federal aid. I mean, it's it's it really is just um It's shocking how difficult it is to be a parent and a teacher at the same time.
0: Well, I I just came from a a university. I did a lecture today, and it's amazing how the mindset of the average person right now is, I I, want to be here to learn something, but don't give me too much. I can only handle just a little bit at a time.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's life, isn't it? Uh, it changes every day.
0: And I think that's the reason why I love the song Let Me Down Easy is because in reality, Kevin, you you go easy with us on this, and this song sinks into our soul immediately. Thanks, man. Thank you very much. And I love the change-up in the middle of the song. What, what, what created that? Because, I mean, all of a sudden, I was, like, reattracted to it immediately.
1: Well, we knew that, you know, we had, you know, when you got the lyric that says, sooner or later is going to get me, son, you know, I mean, it's like, the old saying is like, "Well, sooner or later you're going to get caught," and you know it's it's sooner or later it's going to catch me, and and it's. It's you know that that reality can be you know eye opening and I think that what I was trying to do is I, there needed to be a release a release of of that tension and that is the moment where you realize that you know you you can be redeemed you can redeem yourself you can uh, beg forgiveness you can ask for um, uh, some sort of redemption and and that's what that part of the song is it's about you know uh, there there is light at the end of that tunnel um, you just gotta you got to figure out you know, how you're gonna get yourself there.
0: Well the vocals on this song are spot on in the way that the first time I heard the song I went, Oh my god, this reminds me of the Young Bloods with Get Together. This song is gonna be around for a long time. Oh thanks man. Well the fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> so you know the big thing is is that the world stopped in March of this year and the the, the, the tagline to that is because we had someplace new to go. Where did you go?
1: Wow um, that's interesting. I guess for me, um, I went to family. Um, I I went to connecting to those people that I love very much and and wanting to make sure that they're safe. Um, and I went, I went kind of, um, in my heart to a place where I knew I needed to be, um, a lot more empathetic, um, and have a lot more, um, discipline in, in, in who I am as a, as a, as a husband and a father. Um, that's kind of where I went. Um, you know, aside from you know coming home from playing you know eight shows in February to to being you know uh, realizing that I'm not doing anything for another year, uh, that it's kind of where I needed to go in order to to allow myself to to be that um, person that I wanted to be. You know what I'm saying?
0: Are you journaling or anything like that to make sure that you document this? Because your you, your son is going to have a child uh, of, of the and they're going to ask questions. They're going to say, "How did your dad keep it going?"
1: My son's going to say my father lost his marbles, uh, you know, day one. Um, no, I, my, my son and I we do talk about it a lot. He he is journaling for school, um, and one of the things that we have to do is once a week uh, he has to sit with his mom and his dad, and, uh, and and you know we're we're my wife and I are still married, so we 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 kind of go through like the week and what our emotions were and what our uh, maybe uh, feelings over what happened on a Monday or what happened on a Wednesday, we, we talk about them and, and then he writes about it. And, um, so he'll be the one that, you know, tells my story when I'm, when I'm long gone. And, and, um, hopefully he, he tells it to his son exactly how this all kind of happened, but, um, yeah, it's interesting, man. It's a uh, it's it's a, it's a weird time right now. I, I never thought in my lifetime that I would experience something like this, but uh, unfortunately, I think it's going to start happening um, more often than not.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's what they're saying. They're saying the bird flu is out there now. I'm going. We'll take care of it. Don't don't don't, don't sit back and watch it happening. But even even with your with your son writing, don't doesn't that inspire you that you, there could be a a budding songwriter right there in front of you because you're teaching him reality through through words.
1: <laughs> what. Well, I hope, but I'm afraid. (laughs) I'm afraid that's not the case. I think my son got a little bit more of of his mom than he did me. (laughs) Uh, He he had guitar, you know, school of rock for a couple years, and I don't think he learned anything from it. Um, (laughs) You know, I I knew when I was six years old that that, that music was what I was going to do. So I don't know. um, I don't know if my son has that in him, but you know, I do think that there's a possibility that, that. He'll be a writer, or he'll be, um, you know. I mean, obviously, he's very creative because his mother is, and I am as well. Um, so, I think that there's an, an artistic element of my son that is is going to be. Um, influential on on something um i don't know what it is i mean he's constantly drawing um you know he's writing now maybe he'll be a writer i don't know maybe he'll be a uh you know tv show creator or video game creator or something like that but i he he's very he's very creative and he's and he's funny you know so um i hope that um i hope that you know, he finds something that he loves like I did, you know, I mean, there's no better job than, than working for yourself and doing what you love. And, and I hope that that's his opportunity at some point. Um, my wife does. She's got her own clothing line. I'm, I'm a musician. So hopefully that's what he learns from us.
0: You got to come back to this show anytime in the future, Kevin. The door is always going to be open for you, sir. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. you be brilliant today. Okay. All right, you too, man. Thanks for the interview. That's Play It Forward. You can listen to other conversations just like this one on all three of my podcasts. Like It's Live, Unplugged and Totally Uncut, and View from the Writing Instrument, all found on every digital platform.